My Govanen, welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel. I'm the Tolkien Geek, and a viewer a while back, and I, it's been so long now, I don't even remember who it was. Apologize for that. If you remember, you know, comment and let me know who you were. <laughs> I couldn't find that comment again if I tried at this point. But somebody at one point suggested a video on the topic of listing basically all the ring bearers of the one ring, basically giving like a thorough history of you know, where the ring was and where it went and all that sort of thing. So, time to do a timeline of the ring and its travels. Of course, the creator of the ring, Sauron, initially made the ring in the Fiery Mountain in Mordor in the Second Age, and he used it in part to wage war on the elves, but eventually the kings of Numenor decided that Sauron was a bit too much of a threat and decided to come take care of him. And so great was the might of Numenor at their height that Sauron actually realized he couldn't beat Numenor. So that tells you something about just how powerful Numenor was. And so Sauron leaves the One Ring in Mordor and goes to Numenor as a captive, where he then thoroughly corrupts the king of Numenor, who was already not necessarily the greatest guy anyway, and brings about ultimately the destruction of Numenor and its sinking beneath the waves Atlantis-style, in which cataclysm Sauron himself is destroyed, at least his bodily form, and his spirit makes its way back to Mordor, where he takes shape again and takes up again his One Ring. He then makes war on the remnants of Numenor and the elves who are in Middle-earth, and of course in the process we get the last alliance of men and elves, and of course that doesn't end well for Sauron, who is defeated on the slopes of Mount Doom itself by Gilgalad and Elendil, with Isildur, Elrond, and Círdan the Shipwright nearby taking part in the fight as well. Sauron is thrown down, Isildur takes the ring. Isildur takes the ring initially to Gondor, where he leaves a record, which Gandalf will later read, describing the writing on the One Ring, and then Isildur takes it with him north back to the kingdom of Arnor. Unfortunately, along the way, he is ambushed by orcs out of the Misty Mountains. And that doesn't go so well for Isildur because he runs away out of the battle, tries to escape by being invisible, swims in the river Anduin, but the ring slips off and he is killed. Now, interestingly enough here, Tolkien does a little bit of retconning of this story in the Unfinished Tales volume, which is just a collection of a lot of unfinished stuff that he never got around to publishing, but a lot of it touches on things that were in The Lord of the Rings. And here he retells the story a little bit by saying what actually happened was he made it across to the other side of the river and the ring had fallen off without his really realizing it. And then when he stands up, some orcs just see him and shoot wildly, not really knowing what he is, but hit him anyway, and so he dies that way. And before that, interestingly enough, in this version of the story, he had actually told one of his sons who was with him, you know, I realize now that this thing is way too dangerous when I get back. If I get back, I need to turn it over to the keepers of the Three Rings. So a bit of interesting retconning there. At any rate, it slips off of Isildur's finger into the river Anduin, where it remains for couple thousand years and change, until finally one day a couple of Sturish relatives, presumably, 
at least according to Gandalf's theory, are fishing on the banks of the Anduin, and one of them named Diagol ends up being dragged down into the water by a really large fish, and he spots this really shiny thing on the floor of the river. And so Diagol picks this thing up, comes out, realizes, oh, this is a really cool ring. His cousin, Smeagol, is nearby, and he really wants the ring, and says that Diogal should give it to him because it's his birthday. Diogal refuses, and so ends up being one of the most short-lived possessors of the ring in history because Smeagol throttles him. And Smeagol uses it, after he realizes what it is, to try to find out secrets and is eventually driven out because all of his family and the other people in the village where he lives realize that he's a no-good character. They drive him out of town. He, you know, goes his way wanders around, eventually comes to hate the light of the sun and moon, and in order to hide from, you know, the light, basically goes into the Misty Mountains, where he remains for about 500 years, because great rings make you live basically forever. So he stays there for a long time, and eventually learns to hate the ring, although he can't bring himself to get rid of it, and he does still sometimes use it to kill orcs when he has to, because he gets hungry, although it's not necessarily his favorite food, but he doesn't use it as much as he used to. And at one point, he somehow manages to drop the ring, you know, in one of his caves. And who should come along but, of course, Bilbo Baggins of the Shire, on an adventure with 13 dwarves and one wizard. He happens upon the ring, not realizing what it is, and puts it in his pocket. Has a riddle game with Gollum, who is, you know, depending on which version of The Hobbit you read, uh, either very nice and wants to help him out, but also threatening to eat him, or just mean and wants to eat him and is only grudgingly giving him the chance to win his way out. At any rate, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out my Hobbit retcon video. I'll link to it in the description. At any rate, Bilbo eventually wins the riddle contest more or less by cheating and asking, what have I got in my pocket? Gollum, not realizing that this wasn't meant to be a riddle, thinks that he's cheating, and Bilbo sticks to it just because he's got nothing better to do. Gollum goes along with it, and so more or less tacitly agrees that that was a legit question, loses the game, and then decides he's going to use his ring and eat Bilbo. Unfortunately, it's his ring in Bilbo's pocket, of course, and so he can't find it. He realizes this and then comes back for Bilbo. Bilbo stumbles along, accidentally puts his ring... Uh, his finger through the ring while he falls on trying to get away from Gollum and therefore turns invisible and he figures out what's going on. Follows Gollum to the exit, jumps over him, and escapes. And then, of course, he finishes his adventure using the ring a few more times to elude things like elves and dragons and that sort. Eventually makes it back home and keeps it as a souvenir, more or less, but occasionally still uses it to avoid annoying relatives, especially like the Sackville Bagginses. Mary Brandybuck notices this at one point, though he'll never become a bearer of the ring. Interesting side note. And eventually, of course, at Bilbo's 111th birthday party, he eventually leaves the ring to Frodo in an envelope after Gandalf practically threatens him in order to get him to do it. Uh, but also, you know, trying to nicely talk him into it as well. So he puts the ring in an envelope, which he then almost steals, and then Gandalf puts it back on the mantelpiece, where Frodo eventually finds it, and then Frodo possesses it for 17 years, basically seemingly without incident, until Gandalf returns and tells him, oops, 
this is the one ring of Sauron. We might need to do something about that. So in this brief moment, Gandalf actually takes the ring just long enough to throw it into the fire just to prove that it's the one ring by making it hot. Uh, so I wouldn't exactly call Gandalf a bearer of the ring because he really only took it so that he could put it in the fire, but he does possess it sort of for a very brief amount of time. So then he gives it back to Frodo, of course. They decide to set out. He goes with Sam and also Pippin. Merry goes on ahead, but they you know, are leaving the Shire, and then through the course of events, he ends up coming to the house of Tom Bombadil in the Old Forest. Tom Bombadil will also take the ring from Frodo very briefly, put it on, and not suffer any kind of invisibility from it, which is rather interesting. But he gives it right back to Frodo after trying to make it look like he made it disappear and shocking everybody in the room, uh, which seems a little maybe inappropriate given the subject matter. But anyway, he gives it back to Frodo. And so Bombadil, you could also argue, is a very brief possessor of the ring. Frodo then takes it to Rivendell, where it's determined that they will have to take the ring to Mordor and throw it in the Cracks of Doom to destroy it, and so he volunteers to do this, thus remaining the ring-bearer for most of the rest of the story. He ends up, of course, going through lots of adventures, eventually coming to the borders of Mordor, where he will eventually lose the ring briefly when poisoned by Shelob, the big giant spider. Sam, thinking he's dead, will take the ring from him, thinking that he has to complete the quest himself. But then he will realize, I can't do this alone, and he will also find out, partially by accident, that Frodo is not, in fact, dead. And therefore, he rescues Frodo, gives him back the ring, and they complete their journey to Mount Doom, where who should intervene once more but Gollum, who will bite the ring off of Frodo's finger and become the final bearer of the ring, just long enough to dance over the edge, fall into lava at the bottom of the Cracks of Doom, and cause Mount Doom to explode and lots of other interesting things to happen. And that's the end of the ring. So that was the history of the ring. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was interesting. And certainly there are a couple of points in there where you could quibble about, you know, was Gandalf or Bombadil really a possessor of the ring? But hey, they're in there. They're in the story. So if you did enjoy it, please do like and share. If you want to follow me on Twitter at JRRT Lore, you can get some occasional Tolkien-related trivia questions. You can also follow me on Rumble now. I will link to that in the description below as well if you want to follow me there. And if you'd like to subscribe to the channel, you could do that here. You can support the channel here, and you can find two of my previous videos here. Until next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namariye. No